0: Thanks. Thanks, y'all. Keep that, Alec. I'll need it later. Um, hey, so, guys, I was talking to Taylor before Kai Alpha about um, when or if she was going to cry that this was her last Kai Alpha. And Jordan, actually, she outlasted me um, during that whole thing. I definitely teared up. And uh, it's a big deal. Most of this room would not be here. He's so right if these seniors were not here. Um, they were our friends when we got here, and so it's, it's a, yeah, a lot of history. I won't go into that because I'm probably going to start crying again. But anyways, yeah, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Christopher. I'm on staff with Kai Alpha. If you do know me, that's still my name, and I'm still on staff with Kai Alpha. Um, but <laughs> anyways, hey, what's up, Spencer? I like the shorts. Those are awesome. um, and yes, I'm also Damani's roommate for... Two weeks now and and then we're moving out, and he's leaving us. he doesn't like us um but anyways, hey, have you guys ever had a friend yeah. that's That's good, Wow, man, we can go home now that's all I wanted to ask you guys we're We're done um I'm just kidding we're not <laughs> um that was a Charles Sombrio laugh. He does that all the time um but we'll say 30 minutes. 30 minutes. All right, sounds good. Um have you all had a friend wh- who where they discover something new or they have this new experience they like have to tell you about it? Yeah. Yes, and like they sometimes you don't care what they're talking about but they're just like so excited like, you know, oh, this new flavor of Mountain Dew just came out. And I'm so excited, dude. It was so good. It was like pink and orange together and dude, it was it was amazing. Right? No? No new flavors of Mountain Dew. Oh, Spencer likes it. Um, what about like, you know, you slip and fall when it's icy outside and they come to you and it's like, oh man, I just had this amazing experience. I just fell on the ice and I like broke my ear and this really cute girl I really like, she was, bu- she was by me and she saw me and now I'm really embarrassed and, you know, it was, it was awesome. <laughs> no, probably not. Hey, but what is probably likely is something that actually I... Was guilty of, not guilty of, proud of. Hey Tika, um, that we're just gonna talk about for a few minutes because it deserves that much more attention. Who saw the amazing movie, The Greatest Showman? <laughs> yes! Oh my gosh, man! I am, I am looking for who was upset. See, yeah, this whole, this whole front row. You guys are the critic in the movie. Y'all are in the movie. He's a critic. That's his like. That's his name in the cast, um, just critic. But uh, anyways, who liked this movie? Who saw it? Okay, yes. Man, it was so good. I saw it twice, and I was actually jealous of all my friends who saw it more than that. Uh, um, who saw it more than two times? Uh, three times or more? Oh, four times or more? No? Oh, what the? Five times or more? She can't remember, so... Man, I'm questioning your fanism right now of this movie. At least four times. So Rachel Miller, she is the most blessed in here out of everyone. This movie's amazing. Everyone else who hasn't seen it, I pity you. Lord, help my friends realize how great this movie is and go see it in Redbox. Probably now. Amen. Uh, But anyways, y'all, this movie was so good. Someone else who had to hear this passionate plea were two people A couple months ago, Taylor Albertini and Miranda, they uh, had to hear me and Jeff. We had to drive to Richmond, Virginia for, we got to, uh, for Discover the Nations. It's a CMIT thing, um, and and it was awesome. So we had about, what, I think three and a half hours in the car, and probably three of those hours were composed of listening to The Greatest Showman soundtrack, who's with me? Yeah, that's awesome. It wasn't actually like three of the three and a half hours. It's more like, you know, maybe 30 minutes here and there um, of the whole soundtrack, maybe four or five times between the drive there and back. But anyways, it was awesome, you know, and and they finally actually, they got their butts in the movie theater, and they saw it, and they also became believers. So, win-win for everybody, and, uh, you know, they basically got saved when it comes to, you know, The Greatest Showman, because that movie... If you haven't seen Jesus in it, he's there. Go watch it again, and you'll see him if he asks the Lord to reveal him to you. But anyways... This movie was amazing. So it seems like there's this natural tendency for people to want to share what they enjoy, right? So if you enjoy something, it's like, oh, man, I got to tell someone, you know, for you fashionable people. It's like, oh, that dress is cute. I want one. I just saw this cutest dress. You know, you go tell everybody. Or, you know, like the new flavor of Starbucks roast, maybe not Mountain Dew. Um, or for, like, all you engineering people, if you see a well-designed bridge or upper-level calculus, you know, like, oh, dude, calculus 7 is the best. Oh, man, it's so good. And then you start telling everybody, right? Yes? (laughs) Maybe not? But anyways, um, so, so, right, so we want to share what we enjoy because, you know, there's just something about it. We want people to join in on our enjoyment. It's like the, the enjoyment almost like isn't complete. Like if you, if you like WVU scores a touchdown, if you just sit there, even though you're like internally excited and about to explode, it like doesn't make any sense to like just clap or cheer, you know, it's like there's just like this this outburst, right? We have to let what's within come outside, right? And so I really do think there is something to that. I think the Lord made us that way. I think he actually made us to have a desire and even a need sometimes for enjoyment and glorifying or adoring things. Would you guys agree? Is is there like, you know, that it seems like natural for most people to to want to enjoy things and when they do to like share it with people. If you're not like that, um well, hopefully you enjoy something. <laughs> I'll just say that. I don't know. I I can definitely talk for a long time. And I won't tonight, though, so we can all go home. Um, But, you know, when it comes to things that I like, like The Greatest Showman or something else I'll mention later, which most of you guys probably know what it is already, um, because you know me really well. But anyway, so for the rest of our lives, you know, we're going to be enjoying things. We're going to be talking about things. And so there's certain things that, you know, aren't so bad, like college football or new flavors of Mountain Dew or fashion or movies or whatever they are. But then there's us. Other things that very well could be put on the not should be should not be enjoyed list, right? Um things actually that the Bible talk about, which is sex before marriage, drunkenness, um, any kind of like excessive anything basically. You can watch too many movies to where you're just really being selfish and wasting time. You can um, drink too much Mountain Dew, you know, to where it's actually killing your body, which it probably does already. So probably shouldn't drink any, Um, you know, or whatever it is. You can you can obsess over fashion. You can obsess over football, over sports. And so there even seems to be a limit to how much we should enjoy something, even if it's good. Um, And a certain amount of things that we shouldn't allow ourselves to enjoy because God created us to not enjoy them. Um, and so there's this question of, okay, well, how do we know, you know, what what we should do with this? Certain things are laid out in the Bible. For everything else, like college football and Mountain Dew, then how do we how do we know if it's okay to enjoy and how much we can enjoy it and share it with others? Um, so to answer that, help answer that question, I want us to turn to a passage in Ephesians chapter 5. Y'all seniors, y'all are amazing. Um, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. This is Paul writing to the church in Ephesus at the time, which is probably like AD 50 through 65 or something like that. Um, but this is what he says to them. Be imitators of God, Therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality, or of any kind of impurity, or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be any obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving." For of this you can be sure no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a man as an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. I'm going to pray real quick and then we'll get into this stuff. Father God, thank you, Lord, for uh, tonight, Jesus, everything you've done this year, um, just in our hearts and everything you've spoken to us and through us. God, Lord, would you open our hearts, give us a hunger for you and to, to know you tonight, Jesus, and to be able to respond the way that you want us to. Holy Spirit, would you speak through me? Would you anoint me? Help my friends see what you want to say to us tonight. In your name we pray. Amen. Sweet. So, did anyone, has anyone read this before? Yeah, it's a pretty good passage, Uh, kind of random, actually, what tonight is, what the topic is and how it relates to everything we just talked about. The answer, or at least a big part of the answer to what we can enjoy and what we can glorify, glorify, and how much is this word thankfulness? Thankfulness. Gratitude, giving thanks, being thankful, all of that. And can you go back to the, the passage? It says, <laughs> it says, all this bad stuff, don't do this, don't do all these things. And then it says, but rather, Thanksgiving. So the question is, how in the heck does Thanksgiving, like, what, what? why is this the solution? Why is this what Jesus wants us to do instead of all of these things? And there's other passages that say even, like, worse things than that, or at least, Seemingly worse things. Um, And so we're going to look at this tonight. I asked a few of our friends in here um, about what they thought thankfulness was because when I was thinking about it, studying it, I was like, thankfulness, saying thank you, is really just something your mom tells you to do when you're like two years old, right? It's like, hey, say thank you. Say thank you. Say, say thank you. And it's like, oh my gosh, you you just want to say thank you so you don't get in trouble. And so, you know, like, first, first word that you learn in another language might be thank you or at least one of the first words. Um, it, it's just, you know, this, this really heavy importance is placed on being thankful, right? And so, so what is it? So a couple of you guys said that uh, thankfulness is generally speaking just acceptance of a gift, right? It's acknowledging that what the person gave you is, has been received by you, Um, even, uh, Dom actually said that thankfulness is a sort of communication to where, um, in your gratitude, in your thinking of them, you say, Hey, I like, (laughs) I, I accept you. Um, there's a really funny meme, NFL meme, but it's, anyways, sorry, I laughed inside. You guys didn't get it, but it's like saying that you accept not only their gift, but like them as well. You know, and and so it's it's this communication, acknowledging the gift and the giver, um, and and like acceptance of the gift. And so, my experience with gratitude over the past couple of years has been so amazing. Um, and I guess kind of like as we start to tie gratitude into enjoying and glorifying, is I'm just going to share some of the things that I've experienced. And when I when I'm praying. Um, A lot of times I try and pray during the afternoons. If you live below me, you guys have probably heard me and you probably get annoyed with, you know, the loud music and stuff like that. Uh, But anyways, when I when I think when I when I start praying and I'm thanking the Lord, it's just so crazy. When you start to think about when I start to think all the things about all the things that the Lord has given me. Simple things like, oh, Lord, you know, thank you that I was able to have a bed this morning to wake up in. and I don't have to sleep on the street. Thank you, Lord, that you know it's climate controlled for the most part, but it 's Belcross, so you know sometimes it's not. Um, thank you, Lord, that I have roommates that I can live life with. Thank you, Lord, that I have money to pay the rent for the house that I live in. Thank you, Lord, for this house close to campus where I can walk to and, and and be present on campus. Thank you, Lord, for my supporters who give money to help me pay for these things. Thank you, Lord, for the rich history that I've had it growing up in church, and you know it's just it keeps going that's literally just. Some of the things about my living situation. That's how it was. The Lord has given me so much just in that one category of life that when you start thinking Jesus, when you start thinking the Lord, really thinking about what He's given you, you can really think about a lot of things. And so what it does is that um, it just it just overflows into praise, right? It, it's just thank you, Lord. Lord, you are good. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me. Lord, you're my provider. Thank you, Jesus, that you've done this for me. God, you care about community, and you're good, you're loving, and it just, like, overflows into praise. Um, and I know that, like, not everything you could say, like, you know, is a gift directly from God. Someone could make that argument. Um, and for me, a, a lot of the things, actually, that I find myself being grateful for is just... Um, Things that the Lord's given me over over my entire life and how I got to where I'm at. Um, Paul says in Philippians 3, 4 through 9, he says, If someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel of the tribe uh, tribe of Benjamin, high status in Judaism. A Hebrew of Hebrews in regard to the law of Pharisee. So he knew it. He obeyed it perfectly. As for zeal persecuting the church before he got saved, he murdered Christians. As for righteousness based on the law, faultless. He didn't do anything wrong. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. So what is Paul saying? He was saying, before I got saved, I did everything right. I had the best status. He was a Roman citizen. He had everything he needed. But he says, whatever was to my gain, all of those things, I now consider loss for gaining Jesus. So he's saying, I am willing to give up all of those things that, you know, were kind of like not even he earned so that he could gain Jesus. And when I look back on my my experience and when I see how I got here and the years that I led small group at St. At Houston and being on staff here and the friends that I have now, I didn't. I didn't fight for most of that, guys. It was given to me. The church that I grew up at in Houston was amazing. They're so missions-minded. They're so giving. People all throughout my life have loved me to love Jesus and, and have got helped got me where I am now. And Jesus gave me all of those things. And so if there's any amount of, oh, I earned this, there's probably somewhere down the road a place that you can track it back to Jesus. Oh, I earned my grades. Well, who gave you the brain to think? Right? Jesus did. God created you. He made a brain. You owe him thanks because he gave you a brain so that you can do well in your classes, right? Sports, you know, the the bodies that we have to be athletic, just different things, whatever it is, you can trace it all the way back to something that Jesus did for you. And so, um, I think it's in uh, James, maybe? I don't have it up there. Timothy? It says, "Every every good and perfect gift comes from Jesus. Um, so whatever is good in your life, whatever is perfect or complete, it came from Him. So you can thank Him for that. And so um, as opposed to something that we earned, there's this thing called grace, right? Grace, simple definition, is an undeserved and unearned gift. Grace is an undeserved and unearned gift. Things that Jesus, things that the Lord gives us, things that other people can actually give us that we don't deserve. If you've read the Bible and you understand it, it points to us all deserving hell because of our sin and our sins against God and breaking the law and breaking His heart. We deserve hell. We deserve torment. We deserve you know way worse than what we've been given. But because God is grac- gracious, because He loves us, and because He's a good Father, He's a good King, He's a Shepherd, He's I could go on about like the things that I've, the Lord has shown me about who he is and what it says in the word, but God is gracious. And so he has kept us from those things and he has given us gifts that we don't deserve and we haven't earned. A.W. Tozer has um, in his book, the knowledge of the holy, which is amazing. One of our friends who's a worker in Cairo said that this is one of his top two books next to um, practice of the presence of God that he finds himself going back to over and over again um, as he's overseas. So you should get a hold of it. Knowledge of the Holy, A.W. Tozer. This is what he says about grace. As mercy is God's goodness confronting human misery and guilt, so grace is his goodness directed toward human debt and demerit. It is by his grace that God imputes merit where none previously existed and declares no debt to be where one had been before. Grace is the good pleasure of God that inclines him to bestow Benefits upon the deserving, maybe undeserving, probably undeserving, I think it's supposed to be undeserving because that wouldn't make sense um, but yeah, it's just i mean it it is so clear how good God is when you think of the things that he's given us, um, and so part of part of being grateful really is actually just thinking about what he's given us. A couple of the really popular verses that are in the church today that point to his good gifts are John 3.16. For God to love the world, that he gave his one and only son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. He wants to live eternity with us, so he gave his own son. That is crazy. Jordan has a daughter. I'm sure he wouldn't give her for any of you guys. Sorry, he loves her probably more than all of you. So God gave his only son for everyone in here, everyone that came before us, the six plus thousand years of history that goes before us and everyone else in this world that will come until he comes back. He gave his own son, and then ephesians two eight highlights the same the same truth for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, for it is by grace you have been saved. Through faith, And this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. God made sure that it was by faith and grace that we would be able to come into a relationship with him. Because when you start thinking about, oh, I earned this or I paid for this, then it just opens up so much room for complaining or arguing or comparing or envying. And, and I think God knew that. And so that's why he did. Um, he gave people the law, but then he gave his son so that we could have faith in him and have a relationship with him. And so um yeah, it's it's just it's just so crazy when when I think about how much the Lord has given us and so um as we think about um grace and and how it's undeserved, um there's also All right, well, I'll I'll connect it before I move to that point. Basically, in the same way that we enjoy and glorify things and we were created to do that when we give thanks to God it basically it it opens up the door for us to think about who he is and when we do that we start to know him more and we start to enjoy him more because when you start to think about how good God is how loving he is how gracious he is how merciful he is then Because God created us to worship Him and have relationship with Him, then our enjoyment, which turns into glorifying God and adoring Him, is actually given back to us as more enjoyment. Does that make sense? Because God created us to worship Him and adore Him and have relationship with Him, when we glorify Him, it's actually more enjoyable to ourselves as well because He created us for relationship with Him. If any of you guys like running, I don't really like running unless there's a soccer ball at my feet kicking it around and I'm playing with other guys. But some people really like running and you, because you enjoy it, you can actually um, get more enjoyment out of it when when you do run and you just talk about it. and, And there's these things in all of our lives that we enjoy and, and it just like almost like fulfills us. And so that's what God wants for us in his word. So when he's telling us to be thankful, he's telling us, hey, look, first of all, we, he deserves our glory. And, and so as, as creator, as redeemer, as the most valuable being in the, in the universe, he deserves our glory. But he also programmed us, he designed us so that when we thank him, we will enjoy Him more. And so that's just that's just so amazing to me that, that when we thank Him, we're like, it's like a continuing giving to each other. It's like when, you know, two guys are like, oh, bro, you're awesome. And then he's like, no, you're awesome. And he's like, oh, no, bro, you're awesome. The same thing happens when we're thanking the Lord. It's like, oh, thank you, Jesus, you're so good. And then we enjoy it more because we're fulfilled. And then we thank Him more. And then there's this continuing cycle of of thanks and praise and and just enjoying it and glorifying the Lord. And uh, it's actually, for all of you who greatly desire to know the will of God for your life, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, Be joyful always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for your life in Christ Jesus. Boom, right there. There's God's will for your life. You don't have to ask anymore. I'm just kidding. I know it's a big question, and I know it's really important for us to know what Jesus wants us to do. So I'm not trying to make light of that, because I've asked it many times, and I still wonder sometimes uh, what, you know, God's overall desires for my life are. But right there, 1 Thessalonians 5:16 through 18. I don't know if I put it up there. Did I? No? Maybe not. Oh, sorry, Heather. Uh, but anyways, 1 Thessalonians 5:16 through 18. Um, be thankful, because that's what Jesus wants for your life. Um so the flip side we talked about things that we can enjoy that may not be good for us right those exist Romans 1 it's up there Romans 1 29 through 32 Uh, Sean actually talked about this last semester at the Pizza and Theology, and I'm just going to highlight this one little passage of Scripture. He's basically saying that, you know, there were people who uh, saw who God was, but they didn't glorify Him, and they didn't be thankful to Him. He uses that same word, thankfulness and glorifying. They didn't do that to God, so this is what happened to them. It says, they have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. That's crazy. I don't know how you do that. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. That does not sound like a fun group of people to hang out. Honestly, um, I'm not saying that I am innocent of all of those things. I, I'm, I'm certain I've done those things uh, probably multiple times or at least some of them um, and, and very well may do again. Right. So it's not that we are, um, you know, every, for everyone who is a Christian, it's not that you are exempt from potentially committing some of these things. But this is. This is who these people became because they didn't thank and glorify God. And when you don't think and glorify god the 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 reason i I believe that this happened was because in their lack of gratitude and lack of glorifying god they weren't they weren't they weren't thinking of who god was they they stopped that thought process in their mind and they went after other things and so ingratitude and a word that was in actually i think it's here and it was in the uh the Ephesians one, it's, it's the word idolatry. That's a really weird, untouched word that most people don't talk about because, you know, it's just like, you know, having sex with animals and worshiping Baal and, you know, sacrificing your kids and a ton of stuff that you can read about in the Old Testament. It's there. You should go read it. It's pretty crazy. Um, But it's really not talked about. But I think at its, at its, Root, what idolatry is, and uh, a pastor in Scotland, I heard this from him when I was preparing, is appreciating something you shouldn't. Appreciating something you shouldn't. In relation to God giving worth to something that worth is not deserved. So God, if he's good, if he's perfect, he's holy, he's all of these amazing attributes and nothing evil about him that the Bible talks about is true, then, then only he deserves our ultimate glorifying and adoration and worship. So anything else, like we said at the beginning, or we asked at the beginning, are there things that we can enjoy that we shouldn't, or are there things that Even if we can't enjoy them, we can enjoy too much. The answer is yes. And what happened with that list of people um, back in Romans is that it's really just when, sorry, um, greed, enjoying money or food or possessions too much. Gossips, when you enjoy your own self-image more than other people arrogant and boastful when you just enjoy things about you too much. Right. That's not that's not humility. Disobey your parents. You you care more about your own opinion than theirs. No love, no mercy. You have no concern for other people. You've just valued yourself above everything else and you have valued all of these other things more. So whether it's, you know, alcohol or it's um, grades, or it's your work, or your your image, or what people think of you, there's a lot of things that if you just, if you value it too much more than it's supposed to be valued, which God wants us to value these things in our lives, but if we have, if we value it, and enjoy it, and, and glorify it to a degree that we're not supposed to, we weren't designed to, out of proportion, then then that's, that is actually idolatry. And and that's kind of weird to say, but it, it it's true. Um, the Ten Commandments. G.K. Morgan wrote a book about the Ten Commandments. It's amazing. And one of the things that he says in it is really just that um, the last commandment is "Thou shalt not covet." And when you covet, he basically says that you're you're disobeying, you're breaking all the other nine commandments because when you covet, you're not grateful for what the Lord has given you, and and you're 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 wanting something else that you aren't legally allowed to have someone else's wife, someone else's life. When you commit murder, when you commit false testimony, you're wanting yourself to be illegally thought of more highly than what would naturally come about. Right. And so it's it's crazy to think about this stuff. And um, I guess like why all, why all of this stuff is important? What we enjoy, what we glorify, why we give thanks, or what, why we don't give thanks, is because I really do believe that what you worship, what you adore, is what you are going to resemble. Or to say differently, you become like what you worship. When your thoughts, when your words, when when your desires are are fixed on a certain thing or a certain person. It's just natural to. to Five minutes. Uh, it's just natural to want to to become like that person. Right. Or or when you know, you just whether it's whether it's a, a movie star or, you know, like Zoe with Jordan and Katie, she imitates them because. She loves them and and she wants to be like them. And if if you're close to her or any other kid, you can especially see it in kids because they just they they adore people that are close to them and they want to be like them. And that's what that's what Paul is saying in Ephesians. He starts off the the chapter five with be imitators of God as dearly beloved children. He's saying worship God, be thankful so that your mind is fixed on him. And by doing so, you will almost like naturally just start to become like him. And that's what Jesus wants. He wants us to look like him. God wants us to look like Jesus. Because when we look like Jesus, we are fit for the kingdom of God in eternity. And that's what he wants. That's what Jesus came for. That's why he died for our sins. And that's what that's what we're trying to do. And and it's, I mean, if, if you're here and you're not a Christian, um, then... I'm not saying that, like, this is only for uh, people who are Christians because um, kind of the flip side of it is if you're not thankful towards God, I. I the book of Romans, when it talks about the idolaters and greed, greedy people and, and, you know, sexually immoral, that, like, Paul wasn't saying that, Paul was just describing what happened to these people. He wasn't saying that this is like... Um, yeah, it it was like like a a recording of of what actually happened to this these groups of people, right? When they didn't thank God, when they didn't glorify Him, when they rejected His truth, this is what happened. And so you may you may not go all out crazy sinning, you know, sin fest or whatever, but uh, little by little, like that, uh, little by little, it's uh, yeah, like you you're just you're just going to become like what you worship, what you think about, what you talk about, what you lift up, and what and what you spend your time, um. Doing it and so my hope for you guys um, and what I fight for and, and why I'm here and why our whole staff moved up here um, is is so that everyone uh, would look like jesus and and there's uh I promise I'd mention him his uh his name is Smeagol. he's from a amazing trilogy kind of two trilogies one's so not amazing the the hobbits but uh the Lord of the Rings Smeagol, look at this guy. So for about two minutes before this happened, uh, Smeagol, I'm sure, was a very pleasant individual who had a friend called Deagle who actually he's not in the picture because Smeagol just killed him. Yes, spoiler, it's in The Hobbit. You've had like 40 years to go see it, so I'm not ashamed of spoiling it. Uh, But anyway, so he's holding a ring, and this ring was something that his best friend, Eagle, I think, Sean, best friend, Uh, Sean's smarter than me when it comes to Lord of the Rings. I said it. Um, His friend had found it, and he was like, oh, this ring is awesome. And then Smeagol comes up, and he's like, hey, I want it. It's my birthday. And then he kills him. Okay? And then the the Lord of the Rings, you think it's funny, Um, what was he doing? The, The whole Lord of the Rings, you know, series comes out of that. So, you know, had Smeagol not... Um, killed his best friend, then we wouldn't have some great movies, but um, I'm sure his friend would have been much more grateful if if he didn't. Um, but anyways, I guess what I'm saying is that the chief sin, the chief desire that Smeagol had was he coveted. He, want, he wanted what was not his, and if you've seen the movies, and I encourage you to do so because they're amazing, and if you want to watch them with somebody, I'm free whenever. They're amazing. They, um, he goes through this transformation that is just—it's just—it's just terrible. And and he he become he became like what he wanted. He became like this ring which belonged to this evil lord who made it. And I'm not going to go into the history of that because it's you know pretty extensive. But he he just coveted, it. and that was his chief desire was to have this ring. And because he wasn't able to get it in the, in in a legal way, he went about murdering his best friend. Sorry, um, And then, you know, just continued to be a slave to it for the entire series. And, uh, it's, yeah, so it's just, oh, actually, there's another picture of what he looks like later. Oh, and there is. yeah, you don't want to look like that, so be grateful. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he uh, he he coveted. He was chasing the ring the whole time. And worship band, you can come back up or up every time. Um, and uh, we're, we're going to wrap up. But basically, like Smeagol, he turned into Gollum, his other name that was basically representative of the fact that he, he had nothing left in him that was of his old self. And I think when it comes to, to our lives is that, yeah, honestly, who I was, who I've been before, unholy and not looking like Jesus, I don't want to look like who I was yesterday. I don't want to look tomorrow like I look today. But I do want to look more like Jesus, not less like Him, because Jesus, it, it said in, in Ephesians, He gave His life for us, and like to be like that, to to just have so much love for the people around you, the people that you're going to work with, right? When 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 you're just thanking and you thank them, and you're caused to like, oh hey, thank you for you know letting me park in that front spot because it's really cold. You know, and and you you honor them and you lift them up, and then if you do that in front of everyone, like we did tonight here, your perception of them changes, or their other coworkers' perception of them change will change, or your roommates, or your family, your friends, whoever it is, even if you thank them, it'll it'll just help lift them up, it'll honor them to them, and they'll be oh man, like I I think I should be more grateful. It it really is you know a big deal, or or. You know, and then there's just thanking the Lord when when times are tough. Y'all, honestly, having three summer trips going out as our expeditions director, and we still need a house to stay in in three weeks when our lease is up, and a couple other things going on in my life. If you're thankful and you can just praise the Lord for the things that he's given you in those tough times, giving thanks in all circumstances, God's will for our lives, then it's really going to turn heads as well with the people around you. And so I just want to encourage you guys um, to just kind of dwell in this time um, and from now on about um, what the Lord's done for you and ask him to give you a heart of gratitude just for him and the people around you. And when that happens, guys, Philippians 4, 5, I think it is or 6 says, and the peace of God will transcend which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and yeah god's not god's not out to get us he he wants he wants our lives to be great you know and and but there are parameters around that and and i guess like just um i have a i have a quote the very last song and the greatest showman is uh i just i i was tearing up earlier when i listened to it Getting ready for it because it's it's amazing, but it's up there. We'll just read the lyrics and then we can worship. It says, "I saw the sun begin to dim and felt that winter winter wind blow cold. A man learns who is there for him when the glitter fades and the walls don't hold. Because from then rubble one remains, can only be what's true. If all was lost, is more I gain because it led me back to you. From now on, this is this is his promise." at the end of the movie when everything else fell apart. These eyes will not be blinded by the lights. From now on, what's waited till tomorrow starts tonight. Let this promise in me start like an anthem in my heart. From now on, from now on. And then verse 2, I drank champagne with kings and queens. He did all these things. The politicians praised my name. I'm going start singing it. But those are someone else's dreams, the pitfalls of the man I became. For years and years, I chased their cheers, the crazy speed of always needing more. But when I stop and see you there, I remember who all this was for. Oh, man, I was great right there. It's so good. I'm, I'm serious. Guys, This, just just ask the Lord, wherever you at. What, whatever your relationship with him is like, whether you're saved or you're not, just just take one step towards him and say, Lord, would you help me see what you've given me? I've heard that you gave your life for me, and I, I just maybe I can be thankful for that. Think of the people he's placed in your life, the, the opportunity to be part of the 1% of the world that gets a college education. Whatever it is, growing up in the US where, you know, whatever your idea of freedom is, we have it here. Um, but there's just so many things to be grateful for. So that's just my invitation to you tonight uh, is, to, be, is to, to just say thank you to the Lord and the people around you um, after tonight. And then cultivate an attitude of gratitude. Um, so, yeah, because God, yeah, he created us to enjoy and glorify and adore. And when we enjoy and glorify him, then it is some good stuff happens. But anyways, I'm going to pray and then we're going to worship. Father God, thank you, Lord, um, just for everything that you've done for us, God. It's just, Lord, you're so good, God, and, and, and we could, yeah, I I don't even have words to to say what I'm thinking right now, but Jesus, I just pray right now that you would give us eyes to see what you've given us. Holy Spirit, would you open our hearts? Would you give us hearts to love you and love the people around us, God? Would you just help us? Help us enjoy you, God, and help us to glorify you, Jesus, and and trust that when you do, we'll be fulfilled, and all the things that we have been chasing or want to chase, Lord, uh, or are chasing God, they'll just be nothing in comparison to the surpassing greatness of knowing you, Jesus. God, we love you. We're grateful that you gave your life. Would you be with us tonight? In our name we pray. Amen.